0: Just for Children's Church, that song, The last time they sang that song, Emma sang the part Chloe did, and you, you I'm about as emotional as a hyena, but I'm telling you, I came the closest to crying sitting up here when Emma sang that song. Um, and that reminded me of, of, uh, of that song, and so good job, Chloe, and I and, uh, love that song. We just need to, we need to remember how blessed we really are and how good God has been to us. John chapter number 14, John chapter number 14. So I haven't been saying this, but Tuesday night, Tuesday night we're going to meet over here because uh, you need to be here. Because Emma's going to come and she's going to give us an update on her ministry and uh, all that's been going on. And I'm here to tell you there is a lot that's been going on. And uh, they have just absolutely have been a blessing and have been blessed. And uh, they've been in some fabulous homes. Host, they call them host moms and host dads. Um, They've just lavished them. The host, the last host mom that they that they left gave gave the girls that stayed with her a hundred dollar bill each. One of the men in the church wanted all the all the whole team to have a little bit of spending money, so he gave them all forty dollars apiece. There's like eighteen of them, and uh, just that one donated. Uh, uh, passes to the Bible of the Museum in Washington, and uh, this guy that runs this ministry uh, uh, called Hope, he was actually um, held by ISIS, and um, he now goes in and ministers to congressmen and senators, and so they got a a backstage pass private tour from a billionaire of the, the, of the museum and um, gave all of them his number and said, the next time your family comes through Washington, you give me a call and I'll be sure that you get a private tour of the White House as well. And I um, might have to wait a few years on that, but <laughs> just kidding. Um, but anyway, so she's just, I mean, it's just been when she's seen, seen people saved and they've really prayed that God would, you know, save some people and God has done that. And it's just been absolutely miraculous. She's going to share all that. She's so excited about it. She is not going to be home for a Sunday. So this is the only service that she'll be here uh, for Thanksgiving. They're only home for like five days and then they head back. Uh, they will not be back for long and then they'll be home for Christmas. They'll be home a little bit longer uh, at Christmas time, and um, uh, so I uh, hope you'll be able to be here Tuesday night uh, at, uh, at 7 o'clock. Again, we're going to meet here uh, in uh, the auditorium. Uh, Anna will be here as well. She'll be home just for a little while. She goes back, uh, finishes up college, and then she'll be home um, uh, until, it uh, looks like until January well, she'll be going uh, to North Carolina uh, to a ministry uh, working there uh, at a camp for about seven or eight months um, in the camp ministry there in, um, in Hayesville, uh, North Carolina. George W. Truitt. Anybody ever heard of George W. Truitt? Great preacher. I mean, a great, great preacher. Well, they have a a Truett Camp and Conference Center, and it's in Hayesville, North Carolina. Well, lo and behold, I mean, he's one of my heroes of the faith. They've got everything he's ever written. And um, lo and behold, his mother's name, mother's um, maiden name was Kimsey. Well, my wife's maiden name is Kimsey, and uh, come to find out uh, through dad's side uh, we are related to George W. Truett, and uh, so it's just kind of cool. And uh, we got to go up there and, and, and look at this very small camp. Uh, and uh, uh, we don't know for sure yet, uh, but she went and interviewed uh, when she came on the way home uh, from college for uh, break. And so um, uh, pray if it works out, if that's what uh, she's supposed to do, uh, that that's where she'll uh, that's where she'll be. And um, uh, a user there uh, in uh, North Carolina, and a beautiful, just beautiful, beautiful place. Uh, her and her brother. Her brother went to pick them up, and I love it. I love. Don't you love this? Who? How many in here have older? Have older children? Your 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 kids are older. Okay. I, no, listen. I looked at some of y'all's faces when Forrest said, "I need some young, strong," and you were like, "I'm out of that one." <laughs> <Whew>. <laughs> But, uh, you know, we have older kids. Listen, I, I love it when they get smacked in the face with reality. Don't you like that? You try to teach them, you try to teach them, you try to teach them. So Kyle says, I'll go get my sister. I got, I don't need no help. I don't need no no Well, they come back, and they had to stay at a hotel. A <laughs> uh, little rickety, not-so-nice hotel for $200 a night. And um, Kyle's paying for that. And so... Um, I said, good. I said, yeah, it's, it's, you know how much you Yeah, yeah, I know. Trust me. Remember, remember when we go on vacation? Guess who pays for that? Remember when we go and do this? Guess who pays for that? And so I love reality um, for our children. teaches them some things. So they're on their way home now. So pray for them uh, as they get on the road and, uh, and travel back. Uh, but uh, they did stop there in Hayesville and I've got to go to do some hiking. And uh, went up to some of those peaks that are just gorgeous. The views are just beautiful uh, from, um, uh, from those peaks. And so, uh, pray that they get home safely. Wendy's going up tonight to get Emma from the airport in Charlotte, and then she'll be home uh, late uh, tonight as well, and uh, we're certainly looking for forward to a good Thanksgiving, as I know you are as well. John chapter number fourteen. So we've been talking about um, uh, uh, triumph in the midst of trouble. We've been talking about the problems. What are the problems that we find? Of course, we see in John chapter 14 that Jesus is speaking to his disciples when he says, Let not your heart be troubled. So we face trouble in, uh, in our lives. And it's not a matter of if trouble comes, it's a matter of when Trouble comes, and trouble, uh, uh, if we're not careful, can overtake our lives. And So what's the problem? We talked about, last couple weeks, we've talked about uh, uh, some of the problems, or part of the problems. Uh, uh, number one, we talked about unbelief, uh, the lack of trust, the lack of believing God, and we need to trust God. We need to believe God. Trust the Lord with all thine heart. Proverbs says, and lean not on understanding all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. It does not say that he'll make your way straight. Sometimes there's bumps. Sometimes there's curves. Sometimes there's valleys. It's part of our everyday life. We live in a fallen world. Things aren't perfect. And uh, we uh, understand uh, what do we need to do? We need to lean on God. We need to trust in God. We need to look to God and um, and, uh, and find our rest in, in Him. So one of the problems is unbelief. Another problem we talked about last week is, uh, uh, is uh, understanding or the lack thereof. Uh, uh, ignorance. Ignorance. Not knowing the things that we need to know from God's Word. God gives us everything we need from His Word, from His Spirit, and from the people that God puts in our lives. And and, and if any man lack wisdom, remember James says, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who give it to all men. We need to ask God for guidance, we need to ask him for direction. We need to ask him for uh, 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 for direction. You, you ever you ever get to a place in your life where you're not sure what to do next? You ever get to a fork in the road? Whether you're, you're not sure if you're supposed to go left or you're not sure if you're supposed to go right, you're not sure if you're supposed to go straight. Sometimes you want to turn around and go back. And you get to this, to this, uh, crossroads, right? Is what we call it. This crossroads in in our lives. And, and we want to make, I think by and far, most Christians want to make the right decision. We want to make the right, we want to go in the right direction. But what do we lack? We lack wisdom. And God wants it. God's not in heaven. God is not in heaven waiting for you to mess up so he can smash you on the head. That's not God. What's not God? God's not waiting to punish you when you mess up. God wants to bless you. Psalm 1, you know, we have a misconception, a massive misconception of what it means to be blessed. Now, I can be blessed because I have money in the bank. I can be blessed because I have nice material things. I can be, but you know, you can be blessed and have nothing. Because when God speaks of blessings, He's not just talking about tangible things. He's not just talking about things that you can touch. He's not just talking about material things. God's talking about spiritual things. Understand the greatest blessing you have is not your home. The greatest blessing you have is not your car. The greatest blessing you have is not your 401K. Watch this. I'm going to stir some of you up. The greatest blessing you have is not your kids. That's, that's a great blessing. I'm not saying they're not a blessing. Sometimes, you know, you wonder, but... They're a great blessing, and they're an heritage of the Lord, right? And so, there's no doubt about that. But understand this: the greatest blessing that we've been blessed with is that God has saved our soul. And that we have a home waiting in heaven. What a blessing that is! And sometimes I think we get caught up in the material, we caught up in the tangible. We caught up. Well, we're not blessed if we can't if we can't grab a hold of it. We're not blessed if we can't touch it. We understand that we're blessed with our children because they're there. We, we're, 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 we know we're blessed because we have money in our pocket or because we have a roof over our head because we have a car to drive. And there's a lot of things to complain about. There's no doubt. We're sitting there. We're sitting there waiting. So Forrest says, okay, we're doing the fair. We're doing the fair. fair Booth he said, we're going to get up, we're going to get over there, we're going to get over there at 8.15. I'm thinking that the fair started at 9. Not the fair, the parade. That the parade started at 9. The parade didn't start till 10. We got there at 8.15 in the parking lot with like 15 children. It's 40 degrees. Pretty soon, you know, we had all these props, right? These, 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 these uh, shepherd crooks and all these... Pretty soon, these we had take, these things became weapons. Kids are running all over the place. We're trying to keep them out of the street. I mean, we're just—I mean, it just started getting restless. And you know, life isn't perfect, is it? You know why life isn't perfect? Because people aren't perfect. I mean, maybe you haven't been told that in a while. You're not perfect. You're a sinner. No, no preacher, I'm saved. Yeah, you're a sinner saved by grace. That's what we are. And and we, and, and, and we lack wisdom and we lack understanding and, and we don't believe like we should and we don't trust like we should. And so these are problems in our life that we need to face head on. Head on. There are some things in life that I know that I'm not good at that I, that I face head on. If we go somewhere, GPS. My wife is not sitting next to me. I don't hardly go to Walmart without putting the GPS on. I can get lost in my own subdivision. I mean, I, I know I'm terrible at direction. And sometimes Wendy will get so frustrated. She'll say, babe, we were, I, we'll, we'll go to a place. And i say, I guarantee you I've never been here. She's like, we just came here. I, I've never been on this road. We come this road every time we go to Statesboro. I say that all the time because I, so, so what I do, I prepare. I don't just go out willy-nilly. I go out knowing, listen, I need a map or I need GPS or I need somebody to give me directions and, and not, listen, listen to me. If you're going to give me directions, don't tell me to turn at the left, you know, the second boulder and the and the big oak tree that's on there. Right. I want road numbers, okay? I want north, east, west, south. I want, I don't Why? Because I don't know how to get there. You should know. But I don't! So get over it. and Give me directions on how to get there. Right? We lack in areas. So if we lack in areas, let's be ready. Let's be prepared. If we don't have understanding, let's get that understanding. And that understanding comes from God. It comes from the Scriptures. It comes from the Spirit. And it comes from the saints of God. I'm so glad. I really am. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I have this I have the Word of God. I'm glad I have the Spirit of God that's living inside of me. But I am so glad that I have somebody and somebody's in my life that I can turn to, that I can talk to, that I can ask to pray for me, that I can ask questions about the scriptures, that I can ask questions about life. I'm glad. For people like that little kid said, the for people that have skin on, people that are there, people that are going to be there for you when times are good and when times are difficult. So we have uh, uh, the problem of unbelief in 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 verses eleven and twelve. We have the problem of understanding in verses twenty two, and then we have a problem. Let me tell you, let me tell you a major problem we have in, in our world today, and it has snuck into our churches. And that's the problem of unhappiness. The problem of unhappiness. Look with me. John chapter 14 and verse 27. Jesus said this, "'Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid.'" Matter of fact, in uh chapter 16, Jesus would make this statement: It is expedient for you that I go away. Now, the disciples didn't say, Praise God, you're going away. No, you know what they did? They got depressed. So, what do you mean, going away? Why is that good for us that you're going away? You see their lack of understanding and their lack of unbelief led to their unhappiness. You know, you know people by and far today are unhappy. You know why people don't smile? Because they're unhappy. You know why people don't sing? Because they're unhappy. You know, and let me tell you something about unhappiness. Unhappiness has nothing to do with what you have and don't have. Unhappiness is a heart problem. You see, see this is what I'm going to do. If If I'm not happy with my job, I'm going to get another job. If I'm not happy with my marriage, I'm going to get another marriage. If I'm not happy with my church, I'm going to get another church. And we move from one place to another, to another, and we take our unhappiness with us because we take our heart with us. Happiness is a heart issue. You're not happy, stop blaming it on everybody else. You're not happy, stop blaming it on God. Matter of fact... If you're not unhappy, if you're not happy, stop blaming it on the devil. You choose to be happy or to be unhappy. If you're allowing the circumstances of life to determine your disposition, and by the way, don't look at me like that because we've all done it. We've all done it. Something bad happens in our life. Something unfair happens in our life. We don't like the unfairness of life. We just don't. Most of us don't anyways. It's like why? Why why did this happen? Why did it have to happen this way? Why did it have to happen to this person? Why? 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 And we get angry. We we become afraid. We become unhappy. And we lose our peace, we lose our joy in our lives. Because it overwhelms us, it overcomes us, and we allow our heart to wander. If you allow your heart to wander, your heart will naturally wander away from God. Listen to me. Stop listening to the quacks that are on the television. There's some good, I, I shouldn't say that because there are some good out there. I mean, there are, there are some that are good out there. You want a list, I'll give you a short one. I can, I can put it in one hand. But most of them, let me tell you something. Most people, listen, listen, just smile big. Most people, by nature, are good people. No, they are not most people, no, let me clarify that, all people by nature are bad people because we're sinners and we're in need of a Savior. Our problem is we're teaching people uh, and showing, or, or, or trying to show people that, listen, if you just have a positive attitude, all your problems will go away. And by the way, if you have a positive attitude and send me a check, all your problems will go away. Really what they mean is, if you send me a check, all my problems will go away. Because now they've got all the money in the world. I mean, they got houses in, in, in Tahiti, and they got uh, cars and jets, and I mean, all, the, all sorts of nice stuff. Is it wrong to have nice things? No. Is it wrong to prey on people? Yes. Do you realize that a lot of these televangelists, there's a lot of these uh, uh, people that are, are false teachers and false prophets, they don't pray on the rich. They pray on the poor. They pray on the ones that have lost their hope. They pray on the ones that are sick. They pray on the ones that are feeble. If you've ever watched nature, if you've ever seen it on TV, or if you've ever seen it live, if you see, if you ever watched a cheetah, It's a fast animal. It can go really fast. I mean, not only for short distances, for long distances. I mean, they are super fast. But a cheetah's not waiting in the the bushes, picking out the fastest deer, the fastest antelope. He's sitting and he's looking and he's waiting for the lame. He's waiting for the one that's hurt. He's waiting for the one that's kind of lagging behind a little bit. Why? Because when he pounces, he don't want a challenge. When he pounces, he wants a meal. He wants to attack and he wants to eat. And let me tell you, these false prophets and these false teachers, they're preying on the weak. And ye that are spiritual, listen to me. You that are not weaker should be standing up and saying, wait a minute, this should not be so. This is a false prophet. This is a false teacher. Stay away from him. Stop sending him your money. People are just categorically unhappy with their life. They're unhappy with their marriages. They're unhappy with their children. They're unhappy with their parents. They're unhappy with their pastor. They're unhappy with their churches. Absolutely unbelievable. And by the way, if you're an unhappy person, you're going to be unhappy with everybody else. And if you're unhappy here, when you move somebody somewhere else, you're going to be unhappy there. Why? Because we're the problem. Are people problems? Yes. Can you find fault? Guaranteed. If, by the way, if you want to find fault, just come to me. I'll give you a list. I'll give you a list of my faults. I know what my faults are. I know what my problem I'm not perfect. I'll be the first one to tell you I'm not perfect. And, and, and by the way, I, I'll, I'll direct you to my children. They'll let you know I'm not perfect. I'll direct you to my wife. She'll tell you that I'm not perfect. I know that I'm not perfect. But if you're finding fault, you'll always find it. And man, when we're unhappy, you know what we want? We want to draw everybody else in to be unhappy with us. Because unhappiness is lonely. If unhappiness is lonely, well, I'm going to get this person over here, and I'm going to get them unhappy too. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you what the preacher said. You wouldn't believe this. I know you weren't here Sunday or the last 17 Sundays, but let me tell you what he said. And we, and we, and we get this person in. And guess what? Let me tell you what happens. The person that ain't been here in 32 weeks, they end up coming the next Sunday. And so and then the force gets bigger, and it gets bigger, and it gets bigger. And then you have this great big group of unhappy people, and guess what happens? It starts to spread, and guess who's the problem? The preacher. Right? The deacon, the Sunday school teacher, the whoever it is, because it certainly couldn't be them because the majority rules. What do you do with Noah? Eight people, folks. Eight people got on that boat. The rest of the people perished in a flood—a flood of judgment by God. Some majority. you better check your own heart. By the way, we should be checking our hearts every day, isn't? We're fixing to go Wednesday night. Which won't be this one because we're having our Tuesday night service. But on Wednesday nights, we're going through the Baptist distinctives. We're on the last point. We're on the, last, the letter T, two, the two ordinances. We already talked about baptism. We're fixing to talk about the Lord's Supper. And, and during, the Lord's, during the Lord's Supper, before you ever take the Lord's Supper, we're going to look at this in, in Corinthians, but before you ever take the Lord's Supper, you ought to examine yourself. Now, listen to me. We are really good at examining other people. We really are. We're really good at going into a place and picking out all the faults, all the problems. Let me tell you what's wrong with the bulletin. <sighs> boop, 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 boop. Let me tell you, I can't, I can't believe they didn't do this. I can't believe they didn't do they. And by the way, that same person will walk by trash 42 times and complain about it before they bend over and pick it up. Because we're categorically unhappy with our lives. And what is the problem? The problem, once again, is a heart problem. Jesus said to the disciples, you don't have to be afraid, and you don't have to be troubled, because I'm going to leave my peace, not the world's peace, but my peace. You see, there's a difference. When God gives you something, it lasts forever. What are we troubled about? Think about these things when it comes to the trouble that we have in our lives. There's emotional, there's financial, there's relational, and then there's spiritual. Falls into one of those categories when we have problems in our lives and they overwhelm us. And guess what happens? When, when one part is affected, the other parts become affected. When you have a rotten, unthankful, unhappy heart, I promise you it will move to your mouth. Right? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So what's in the heart will come out. And boy, if you're unhappy, you're going to complain all the time. Been there. Right? Been there. I mean, when 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 your heart's not right, the other things in your life are not right. Pretty soon it gets to your hands and it gets to your feet. It overcomes your mind. And all these things are affected because you've allowed your heart to wander away from God. Uh, emotional, financial, and relational, spiritual trouble that we have in our lives. How do we overcome it? Let's be real. Anybody in here ever been unhappy? Yeah, the rest of you are liars. At some point in our life, we were disappointed. At some point in our life, we become unhappy. And I'm not saying that you've lived there, but, but you've been unhappy about something. Maybe somebody got a promotion that you deserved. Unhappy. Maybe somebody got a, a, a check that you thought you should have got unhappy. You know, you look at things and you wonder, okay, why didn't, why didn't that happen to me? Why didn't I get that? Instead of rejoicing with them that do rejoice, we complain. I've made this comment. I don't know how many times I've made this comment. You, you, you know, if you, if you're a church going person, you have to be careful what kind of vehicle you drive. It's unbelievable to me. I mean somebody drives in with a nice vehicle. What's our first comment? It must be nice. Boy, I wish I had that kind of money. Boy, he's making too much. Instead of saying, wow, God has really blessed you, I rejoice. I rejoice with can I borrow your car? I rejoice with you. (laughs) But we don't, do we? We judge. And we judge without even having the knowledge of maybe somebody gave them that car. Maybe they got a really good deal on that car. Maybe that car's 10 years old and it looks really nice. And you got it for a good deal. We have no idea. But man, we are quick. You know why? You know why we're quick to judge? Because we're unhappy. If you are happy, listen to me, you ready? If you're happy with your spouse, you ain't worried about nobody else's spouse. You're welcome. If you're happy with what God has blessed you with, you're not coveting what everybody else has. Let me tell you one of the things I enjoy doing. It's a little weird, but I enjoy doing this. I enjoy watching Bible reviewers review different Bibles. But I have to be careful. Because I'll say this. Now, none of y'all do this. But I'll say this. Well, I don't have that Bible. Now, I've got probably 225 Bibles in my office. But I don't have that one. I collect the Pilgrim's Progress. For that allegorical, written by John Bunyan. Love it. I probably have 27 copies. Of the Pilgrim's Progress. We go somewhere and I say, oh, Pilgrim's Progress. And Wendy said, you have that book. I said, I don't have that one. I know for sure. They've made them you know, through the years. I don't know how many versions of them they've made, but I don't have that one in my library. So I get that one. And I see these Bibles. I was watching this Bible review, and this guy was talking about this brand new Bible coming out. It's a pastor's Bible. It won't be out until 2023. I said, man, it's going in my library. Talking about goat skins made in, made in uh, 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 by Royal Youngblood in the Netherlands. I mean, it's, I mean, it's leather lined. I mean, it's edge lined. I mean, it's this gorgeous Bible. And you can order it pre-order it and get 14% off. I don't know why 14, but you can get 14% off. So I, so I go through the link, I go to push, $375. That's the 14% off. And man, I thought to myself, okay, okay, okay. I don't need this Bible. And I have this, some of y'all don't judge because some of y'all do the same thing, it's just something different to, but you have this two sides of your brain. You know you have a left brain and a right brain, right? And the left side saying you need this Bible and the right side saying you're out of your mind if you pay that kind of money for that Bible. And so they're arguing back and forth. Anybody? You're going to commit me to a loony bin. I know, but, but you know what I've come to the conclusion of? That, and I don't know how many times I've done this. Honestly, done this. I've come to the conclusion, I'm happy with what I have. I'm thankful for, I mean, I've got some really nice Bibles. I mean, I've got some really nice, I'm happy with where I'm at. Do you know why people have affairs? Do you know why people go and steal stuff that doesn't belong to them? Because they're not content with the things that they have. And they're unhappy. What do we need to do? We need to overcome that in our lives, and we need to be happy in Jesus Christ. We need to have the joy that comes from God and God alone. Watch this in verse number 21. The Bible says this, Jesus speaking again, he says, He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And that he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. So what we need to do, you want to get happy? Love God. Stop loving things. Stop loving this world. Love not the world neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So what do we need to do? We need to separate ourselves from the world and love God. Amen. And when you love God, listen, let me tell you what people will do. You ever find this to be true? I bet you I can go to every single person in here and I can ask you, have you ever been disappointed? Yeah. Has a person disappointed you in your life? Yeah. You ever invest in somebody with blood, sweat, and tears? I mean, you've given them money, you've helped them get on their feet, and just as soon as you turned your back, mm, right in the back. Man, you're disappointed. You You know what I often say? It's very cynical, and you should never say it. But I often say, you know, sometimes I don't even want to get to know people because they disappoint you. That's the wrong attitude to have, by the way. I'm just saying. Because people will. Ultimately, they'll disappoint you. But can, we tell you something? can I tell you something you already know? God will never disappoint you. God will never stab you in the back. God will be there for you in the ups and in the downs. In the book of Hebrews, uh, matter of fact, uh, God said this, uh, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. If everybody else should... Remember when David was going through the toughest time in his life and and he looked to his right hand and no man cared for his soul. You remember that? What did David do? He gave up. He threw in the towel. He quit. No, he didn't. You know what David did, don't you? He encouraged himself in the Lord his God. He didn't encourage himself in his circumstances because his circumstances stunk. He didn't encourage himself the people around him because the people around him wanted to stone him to death. His property, his, 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 his family, his people's family, it was all gone. Remember in Ziklag? Remember when all that happened? And, and, and they wanted to stone him to death? I mean, he looked around and there was nobody. So what did he do? He looked up, folks. We need to look up. Why? Because God will never fail you. God will never leave you. God will never disappoint you. When you're unhappy and unhappiness begins to overwhelm you, we'll talk about it a little bit more tonight, but when it begins to overwhelm you in your life, just love God. Just love God. Turn your face towards God. Why? Because His love for you can overcome any value that you have. It can overcome any problem that you're in because God is bigger than the circumstances that you find yourself in. Let's bow our heads for prayer.